Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sideline of Sideline podcast. And guess what? We're back just in time for football season. I am joined by Michael and Austin. What is up, everyone? Glad to have you guys back. I'm just ready for football to be back. It's been a long, long summer, and I'm ready to start making money again. Yeah, my my wallet is empty and needs to be filled. You know, it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> Austin, well, you can blame underdog for that. Yeah, Austin's been doing those best balls like I have, and now our wallets are empty a little bit. But I'm ready for football. We have a Millie Maker on the slate, which you know calls for a show. The opener, Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, oh, boy, it's going to be a good one. But before we get into previewing the plays, I just want to refresh her on showdowns a little bit. We're going to talk about the captain slot, lineups and whatnot. Mike, if you'd like to start us off with that little refresher course since it's been so, a while. Yeah, like, I mean, most people know this already, but showdowns are one-game slates. You only roster six players. You have a captain slot, which earns more points, but they also cost more. You typically want your captain to correlate with the rest of your lineup and how you think the game's going to go. And you never want to play a quarterback in the captain slot, unless it's like a Lamar Jackson where he scores all the points rushing as well. Excellent recap. And then Austin, a little bit about salary. I just want to ask you, do you usually spend the whole 50 K or do you usually try to get it under a little bit to get a unique lineup? Um, depends on the situation. I feel like in a Millie maker where you're going to have these people that max entry, you might want to, be a little unique. Whereas if you're going in single entry or three entry maxes, you can use up more of that salary and not have to worry about it. I definitely agree with you there. We're going to talk about kickers and defenses a little later. I, I save that for later because I feel like that's a unique topic in these showdown slates because you don't have to roster kickers in the main slate. You do have to roster defenses, but the scoring is a little different. The salary is a little different because you might play the defense in the captain slot, which I've seen some people win with. It's very rare yeah, on occasion. These low scoring games. If it's low scoring or there's a lot of turnovers, a defensive touchdown, it could, you know, swing in your favor a little bit, but yeah, the we got, we got to talk. I think of, I, I remember the game. I think it was two years ago. It was a Monday night game and it was jets versus Patriots and the jets quarterbacks all got killed. And Le'Veon Bell was playing quarterback. And I think, the winner that night had the Patriots defense. Yeah, it was the night Sam Darnold saw ghosts. <laughs> All those years ago, it feels like just yesterday. Now he's in Carolina. And I think they play the Jets week one too. So that, that's going to be game. interesting to say the least. But we have to talk about the captain slot because that is the most important slot in these lineups, especially in a Millie Maker. You have to get this captain right to have a chance at even min cashing. In most cases, if the captain's like a well-known player, like a Chris Godwin or a Mike Evans or a Zeke, if they're the optimal captain and you don't have them in the captain spot, you're likely going to be, you're likely going to find yourself out of the money. Definitely. So, so Austin, since we started with Mike on the first question, who is your favorite captain and why do I already know who you're going to pick? <laughs> well, 
I would say he could fall under the, the category of budget play for captain. Well, then you can do your budget first. If you want to, if you want to talk oh, about him right away. Now talk. I know who it is. Why did I not think of this? Oh my God. <laughs> you dropped um, him everywhere this off season. Come on, Mike. Yeah. I I've been all over this guy all off season. And I think he's going to have a great showing this season as, as well as this first game against Dallas. Um, and that's Antonio Brown. Hot take. He could see more than one score, but that that's my my favorite end budget play for captain this week. He's grouping it all together. I mean, you do have a solid argument there as AB led the team in targets as soon as he was picked up off the streets from Tom Brady. Tom Brady wanted him to be there. And I, it, it's an all-around good play. I, I was I was looking at stats earlier, and last year he appeared in 11 games for the Bucks and scored a touchdown in, I think, five of those 11 games. And he was averaging like 13 to 15 fantasy points a game. Like, it was insane. And then he had that one game that he had two touchdowns, like 100 and, 138 yards, absolutely went off. That that was the get Antonio Brown his bonus, right? Uh, I believe so. Helped him out. I mean, I'm expecting him to get anywhere between, like – seven and 12 targets this game, depending on how it goes. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lofty number, especially with everything that the Bucks have with tight end, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they're both going to get their targets. And the Bucks might be leading a lot of this game because Dak Prescott is coming off an injury. He is 100%, so we're going to see how it goes. But it's a, it's a bold take, but I, I like it from a salary standpoint because looking at the – Slate AB is about the most prominent player at the lowest price. I'd argue that Ronald Jones, maybe you could argue under him, but I, I wouldn't take anyone else below him even into consideration for the captain spot, unless you think Gronk can score twice, which I, I don't know about that one. That's an awfully bold bet to make. It's not AB will receive the targets though. <laughs> it's, it's very bold, but Mike, who, who do you have as your favorite captain? So for me, it's a little different. I'm targeting the other side of this game. I think Tampa Bay is going to be up and comfortably winning this game. I just feel like they're healthier, have more continuity in their offense with Dak Prescott missing so much time. So I do think that Dallas is going to be playing catch up and throwing a lot. So for me, I'm going to just take CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb as the what? 10th most expensive player that just feels mispriced to me before Dak Prescott got hurt last year I mean the guy was a machine he's he's actually eighth if you you know count out the back of quarterbacks or yeah 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 I don't know I I know what they put them up there but that's another conversation so he's technically like Considering we we heard this argument, I know you loved this argument using it for rookies last year, but no no preseason, no training camp, came in from day one contributing. I think he takes a huge second year leap. He could be a top five wide receiver this year. They're not going to be able to run the ball, especially now with Zach Martin out. I doubt they're going to have much success running the ball against this Tampa Bay front seven. They're going to be asked to throw a lot, and I love C.D. Lamb. So that that is your high tier captain play. Do you have any budget plays that the people should be looking at? 
Um, just for the captain spot? Just for the captain spot. Probably not. Probably. Wow. I mean, I thought you'd I think, be a- I, I think I'm going to be spending up a lot in the captain spot just with how the, I think the game's going to go. I mean, maybe Michael Gallup, if you consider him. I consider him. A cheap him. one. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's not that cheap, but he, he's kind of cheap. Like, 9-3. I, that's just the way I see the game going. I see – I guess if you want to – I guess you could say, sure, Ronald Jones, whatever. I don't think I'd play him, but if there, if I was forced to play someone that cheap, it would be Ronald Jones because I think he could have upwards of 20 carries. I, I definitely see it as well. I think with how efficient he was last year, I think he's a little mispriced. That, that was going to be my pick, but I just want to double back into the pricing tier. Because CD Lamb is the tier break at 12-3 in the captain slot. Then it goes down to 10-5 at Leonard Fournette and then 9-3 with Michael Gallup. And it may not seem like a lot, but 3K in a single game slate is an actual is a ton of money. Like you're saving, I'm trying to find an example here, but you could jump from with 3K in the captain slot. You could jump from someone like Cam Bray or the Dallas defense to Ronald Jones, which is see. I don't know if they just – the pricing obviously seems to know more than us. I can't find a reason for Leonard Fournette to be 3,000 more than Ronald Jones. Mm, I I could justify that off the postseason run. The postseason run was absolutely insane that Leonard Fournette had, and I think that's what it kind of is. And they think Bruce Aarons is going to ride the hot hand. But they brought in Bernard, who's definitely going to have a role in the pass-catching game, which will really hurt Fournette. And I could be mistaken, but I think Ronald Jones was banged up in the playoffs. Uh, he was. He was hurt. So, like, yeah, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are probably similar, similarly talented players, but I feel like Ronald Jones is a little more talented and was the lead for most of the season. I mean, he finished with almost RB1 numbers, it felt like. It was RB2, but... I, I agree. I mean, it's it's hard to – it's week one, so I'll, I'll give him a, kind of a little bit of slack, but there's a lot of discrepancies on this slate that I like to target. I was making lineups beforehand, but I feel like my favorite captain is probably going to be Chris Godwin. I, I just like – I think he's the best wide receiver on the team. I, I That might be a little I hot agree. takey. No, I agree. No. He, ha- he has a wide receiver two season – under his belt so he's produced before and he's produced with Brady as well he was producing late in the season he had the big playoff game against Green Bay with five for 110 and he's just I think he I, I think he's underrated personally at least in fantasy at least fantasy draft wise I think he's you know, underrated. you know I love me some Chris Godwin so like I I look at the I look at the captains and I choose from the eight up top. I like Amari Cooper because I feel like he's going to be underplayed due to CeeDee Lamb being next to him. I feel like CeeDee Lamb is the popular choice. I I ran a poll on my other podcast account uh, yesterday, and it was who's oh. going to score the most fancy points out of the four main wide receivers that are playing on Thursday. And CeeDee Lamb won in an absolute landslide over everyone else. So... That's how I view it too. So like I get it. 
and there's always the case for just trying to be contrarian and just throwing Amari Cooper in there. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a bad play. I mean, Austin, who do you have this season? Amari Cooper or CD Lamb? I I have Amari. I think that people are overlooking him because of how flashy CD was last year with Dak. But I, I think Amari is the is the one there, and I think he'll show that this year with Dak back. I mean, they paid him to be the one. I mean, I know C.D. Lamb was drafted high, but that was more of a case of, you know, Jerry was sitting on the phone and C.D. Lamb fell all the way to him, and Jerry was like, I can't pass this up. Exactly. So, I mean, they're both talented. They're both going to score a ton of fantasy points this year, but – as for this showdown, I think Chris Godwin's going to score the most points. Also, sometimes it's just got to be a gut feeling because, like you said, Antonio Brown come out and get seven to twelve targets. Chris Godwin can get that target share. Mike Evans, like with showdowns, it requires a lot of luck, of course, because it's the, DFS. And these are two very deep offenses too. Neither of these teams are real centralized with their work. Like it, it's real spread out. Oh, it's, it's not like we're picking from an indie or like, oh, lock button Jonathan Taylor right away. Yeah, and it's not like we have like Minnesota on the slate where like all the work's going to three guys. Like Michael Gallup could have six for 112 and two touchdowns and no one would be surprised. Oh, I mean, he did that to end the season and I, I know it won a lot of people money against Philly. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, so there's there's so many. That's why this showdown slate I feel like required an episode. Like we do an episode for every million acre, but I feel like this one required it the most, just because it's so deep. And you could argue for any of these guys. Like I get nervous when I play showdown slates with deep offenses. Like I know there's going to be a, a showdown slate with the Bears and the Rams come Sunday night because they're the Sunday night football game, and it feels like it's going to be easy because you know. It's going to be Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson getting the ball. And this one. right? See, I think the one on Monday night is even easier because you can just captain Lamar and play cheap guys. Captain Lamar. It's it's Sammy Watkins week one season. Come on. Exactly. It's easy. Go You're not even Lamar, cap- Lamar captain. Lamar Sammy Watkins. Oh, Jesus. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's, but it's, like, it's got to happen. There's some fringe guys that we haven't even talked about yet who could be interesting plays. So, like, this is a really deep, deep, deep game to start with. I mean, would it surprise you if Blake Jarwin played the majority of snaps and scored, like, 15, 16 points at, with a Not touchdown? Like, 16 points? He could have four for 30 and a touchdown, and he's at 13. I mean, so I get so, what you're saying. There, there's a lot, of, a lot of players on this slate, just like we're saying, but I need to know. Oh, I, have to, I have to get my budget captain real quick. I almost forgot about that one. I'll just talk a little bit more about Ronald Jones because you, you, already, you already touched on it enough that he could get a bunch of carries. He was hurt down the stretch. He was still getting double-digits double, double digits carries in those last games. He got 12 against the Chiefs, 10 against the Packers, 13 against the Saints. And it can only go up from there. Like we don't know how he's going to split with Leonard Fournette. Will he land in the doghouse of Bruce Arians? Who knows? But he's he had a thousand yards last season, eleven hundred to be exact, and eight touchdowns. Like that's a productive season for someone Very bouncing productive. back. Because I remember how low we were on Ronald Jones coming out. Yeah, everyone like kind of quit on him. 
and then he had a he said, I mean the talent there. He has the good size for a running back too. I mean, people just quit on players very fast in the NFL today. They they really do. I mean, I I can't. I always I always stay a little too long, and it kind of burns me in fantasy. Cough, I, I cough, John Ross. John Ross was not a player I was too there too long on. Hey, Joe Mixon made the Giants team. He did. I'm happy for him, and I'm going to bet on him to be the fastest ball carrier this year. I love <laughs> it. He's already on IR, though. Well, I guess I'm not going to bet on <laughs> Off him. To a great start. I'm not going to bet on him then. <laughs> I was looking at that. I don't know if you guys looked at that a little bit, the fastest ball carrier odds. I saw you put it in our chat, and I was yeah. I, Kyle Pitts is 100 to 1. Who's going to stop me? Nobody. <laughs> I love it. Kyle, Kyle Pitts is the greatest football player to ever touch the planet, according is to that Is that point. just for one singular run, like, throughout the season? Whoever One goes- singular run. Uh, by the end of the season, you just have to be the fastest run. Does Is it, like, limited on, like, what – like what qualifications count for the run? Does it have to be like a certain distance? No, you just have to, if it's, if it's short area, I think if you hit the speed, cause it, you know, yeah, you get in a stride. So it obviously benefit a longer run, but if you have that short burst and it's faster than anyone, I, I forget who's fastest last year. I was just talking about this earlier. It was Mostert. It was definitely Mostert. And it was JT after him, I believe. And then Jalen it was Tyree. Waddle, he could be sneaky. Jalen Wallace could be very sneaky. He's that don't short count out, burst. Don't count out Danny, Danny Dimes. Danny, he'll strip on the 10. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't about tripping. It's about that speed. But if he trips, then he slows down. <laughs> that, that's, that's a fun one. We, I had some conversations about that, but we have to get into – players to target and players to avoid, which I feel like this is a really hard question to ask because you could target anyone in this game. Are there any guys you're avoiding? Let's, let's start with Mike on this one. Any players you're avoiding? Cause I think we can do targeting later. Cause we're targeting everyone. See one of these players. I absolutely love this season, but the matchup for Ezekiel Elliott just isn't good. I mean, Losing Zach Martin for the first game of the year against that front seven, it's going to be real difficult to run the ball. I think they fall behind fairly quick, so I think the game script will also go against them. So I, I'm just out on Zeke this week. Um, second guy would be Mike Evans. He's just so touchdown dependent, I think. I'll just take the chance that he doesn't score a touchdown and hope I win. Mike Evans is – the most underrated player, I feel like. But he's also overrated. It's, it's such a conundrum with Mike Evans because, okay, okay, let, let, me, let me spell it out. He's overrated in fantasy football, but in real life, he is the most underrated player in the league. I, I, I agree. I think and that's it. And I think you tend to think that, like, I feel like if you look at stuff from a fantasy perspective, like, it's real easy to forget the impact he has on games in real life. Like every team in the league would love Mike Evans, but from a fantasy perspective, I mean, I don't think I've been on Mike Evans in three, four years. And it's just because he feels so touched on dependent. And he also feels like he gets hurt a decent amount of time. Yeah, it it does feel like that. But like you said, I forget what the streak was. What is it? Six, seven years with a thousand plus yards and so many touchdowns, like he's consistent. 
That's his he game. It's, it's just how valuable is a thousand yards in a fantasy perspective? You know what I mean? It's not. He also has the rep where he goes pretty high in drafts. And it's a guy I just have a hard time ever getting to. If his ADP was a tad lower, like I forget what it is right now. I want to say it's 14, wide receiver 14. That kind of sounds right. I use underdog for ADP because it's reflective. 14 is probably fair. That's probably right around where he'll finish. It's just 17. And that's probably really fair. He'll finish right around there. But you can try and get a player whose ADP is 20 who you think could be top 10. And because it's just how wide receiver is. That's why I just don't think I ever get to him. I'll list the players going behind him. Chris Godwin is directly behind him, two slots in ADP. I like Chris Godwin more. <laughs> you you have DJ Moore, which I know you're not a big fan of, but if, I'm a big fan I, of. I like he, his role in his offense more than Mike Evans. Well, if DJ Moore hits the touchdown variance, he's a wide receiver one. He just doesn't score. And I think he gets improved quarterback play potentially this year. I think Darnold takes a leap. Uh, I'll, I'll name a couple more. Julio Jones. Well, if Julio Jones is old Julio Jones and explodes, we know how that is. I don't think we need to talk about that if anymore. He's healthy. He's just he, – he is the one guy who everyone could just be galaxy branding and overthinking. It's very possible. And then after that, I'll go two more. We have Deontay Johnson who received 144 targets last year. Yeah, you you know how I feel about him. He's a wide receiver one. Austin, do you think he's a wide receiver one? Absolutely. Love to see that. He was and wide then, receiver four in the 11 games Big Ben played last year. That is true, which is insane. But with all the screens Andy and whatnot, left, Andy left, what, three games early with injury. And he had all those drops. Yeah. You take all those into account. You take all that into account. And he's, yeah, he's, he's finishing up there. And then one more, we have T. Higgins, who if Jamar Chase starts as slow as people think he's going to, like he's experiencing runs, T. Higgins is the you clear know, one. You know the thing? I, I think I would take Mike Evans over T. Higgins because I think if T. Higgins hits his ceiling, he is Mike Evans. I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like T. Higgins could be a target monster, especially with Zach Taylor, who loves to throw the ball. I, I did my show earlier. I just want to let you know that there's a there's a prop year, you need to get in on. There's it's a T. Higgins prop I need to get on? Yeah, T. Higgins over five and a half touchdowns. That's the number. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Where? Where's that at? Everywhere. Yeah, I might have to get in on that. That's I think that's way low for T. Higgins. I know I, I bet you Austin agrees on that one too. Yeah, I have him a lot this year. I <laughs> I think he's a stud. And I mean getting those shares. When you have a veteran like Tyler Boyd lining up next to you, you have a rookie like Jamar Chase. Like he finds himself in a very good spot to attract a lot of targets. If Joe Mixon is able yards. to stay healthy, which I know it's Joe Mixon. That, that's so an like, oxymoron, ha, ha, Mike. Ha, ha. If that ever was to happen, that could be a top five offense. Well, you forget about the line. <laughs> I think it's improved. I don't think it's good, but I think it's improved. Okay, we, we need to get it back on track here. We were, we were going off on a tangent like we love to do, but I, I know hey, people love those Hey, we can save tangents. this for the pick show that we're going to do in a couple of days. We could save that. But, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, put in detail some of the wide receivers going after Mike Evans. Those were the six going after him or – Five. I don't think I talked about it. But that's a different conversation. We're going to save that. So 
Austin, what, what, what do you have for us? Um, I am avoiding pretty much everybody on the Cowboys offense except CD Lamb. Um, I, I think Dak's going to struggle in his first game back. Um, I think any yards he does get are going to go to CD. Um, Zeke, I'm avoiding, like Mike said, with the Zach Martin injury and just the, the Buccaneers defense is he's just going to find himself in a situation where it's going to be hard to rack up points. And in a showdown like this, you need someone who's going to rack up points. And then I'm also avoiding Gronk just because in his price range, there's a bunch of other people that I'd rather have than take the gamble on Gronk to get the target share and to get possibly a touchdown. Um, Cause I mean, you have Ronald Jones right there. You have Antonio Brown right there. You have the Buccaneers defense, which I'll get into later, but you have those them right there. So there's a lot of other options that I think are more valuable than Gronk in that price range. I totally agree with all of what you guys just said. I was going to say Mike Evans. I was going to say Zeke. So like, it's just so hard because these players could have a potentially good game, but it's just so hard to pay up for them at their, at their price on this side, at yeah. least, at least DraftKings wise. And because I think for like, go ahead. I, I think for me, the reason I'm staying away from Dak is I think he'll have a good year this year, but to have his first game back against a fully returning buck squad, like that, that's just, a tough ask for anybody. So I think he's going to need a couple games to like warm up and get back into his groove. So I just, this is not the game to, to play him. I, I do think another guy who could, who is probably a big time fade for me considering price is Leonard Fournette. I, I would just play Ronald Jones for three K less every day of the week. I mean, I definitely agree with it. it's three K. Like we said, we were over this. It's a lot especially in the showdown. So I'm avoiding the same guy as you are. I don't think we need to talk about players to target because we're targeting everyone else, really. We talked about that. So real quick, will you be rostering a kicker slash defense, and should people do the same? Are we in on the kickers and defenses? Austin, I know you are. Tell us why. This week I am, just like I previously said, I think Dak's going to struggle. Um, with Zach Martin being out, I think the defense is going to stop Zeke. And I mean, when they're going to, they're going to be getting into the backfield. We could see fumbles happening. We could see Dak getting pressured, throwing bad passes and getting picked off. We could see a pick six. We could see a, a scoop and score. Like we could see all of that. And so I think the Buccaneers defense is in a good spot this week to be on your roster because I think they're going to be getting to Dak a lot and forcing those bad plays and those errors. So I, I would say to avoid kickers this week, just because I, I I'm usually not one to play a kicker unless it's Harrison Butker, just because it's Harrison Butker and the chiefs offense scores like crazy. Um, but yeah, the Buccaneers, this, you got to go week by week when it goes kickers and defenses. And I think, this week is one that you could definitely get away with playing a defense in the Bucks. Mike, if you si- if play. you need the money, I think I would be okay with Tampa Bay's kicker. That's who that's is fair? Who is kicking Just for Tampa Bay? Is it? Suck I up honestly again? have. Oh, yeah, it's suck up. 
yeah, like I'd be okay with that just because if you need the salary relief, kickers can give it to you. And if the offense is scoring points, they'll score some points. Like he's yeah. 6,000. I can live with that. That's 6,000 that, captain spot. Yeah, that's from the captain spot. So it's four without. Yeah, so I'd be in on that. I Defenses, mean, I don't think I'm going to have either defense. I don't, with the roster construction that we'll talk about in a little bit that I've been uh, playing with, I don't think I'm going to have a kicker or a defense. Maybe a kicker if I could squeeze in Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb on top of the players that I want because they're going to be throwing the ball. But other than that, I'm out in the kickers and defenses for this game. Like Austin put it perfectly, it's a week-to-week thing. You know, you're probably going to want the Rams defense on Sunday night against Andy Dolan. Like, it's it's one of, it's it's a touch and go experience. But we're going to get into lineups real quick. What will your lineups be looking like for Thursday night football, Mike? Have you toyed with your lineups yet? I know we're a little early. Yeah, I've done I've done some. I've done a couple of bills just to see what I'd like. And, I mean, I've started almost all my lineups have been C.D. Lamb in the captain spot. I've had some Dak. I've had some Ronald Jones. I've had – I've been mixed matching Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, depending on if I need money. And my favorite cheap play is Giovanni Bernard. It's a sneaky one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him in a lot of lineups at $2,000. Wow, that's – that's really cheap for someone who can get a couple of catches, maybe a touchdown if you get lucky. I'm not guaranteeing the touchdown, but if he gets if he gets out there, he's going to put in some receptions. We know what's I coming. I do think like. he's going to have the third down rule. I think so the third I, down rule in a good Buccaneers offense is worth more than 2K in a showdown slate. I agree. Now, I could just look stupid and they just give the entire rule back to Leonard Fournette like it was last year, but They've been saying they want to give it to Bernard, so I'm going to trust them for now. It's it's a one-game kind of thing. Austin, I know your lineups are done. You were talking to me about that before the show. Yeah. Got anything, got anything you want to share? I, I might do a little tweaking, but um, I, I'm having Brady everywhere. I, I just think that they're – I think he throws for two, if not three scores. Um and I have Antonio Brown everywhere because I think that he's just going to have a fantastic game. And then I like I tried to sprinkle in a little bit of one Cowboy receiver. My one lineup, I have both Amari and CD because um, you never know. Something crazy could happen. Dak could go off as if nothing had ever happened. Who knows? Um, and then I also have Godwin a lot. Um, just because of how the game's going to go. And then I have a little bit of the Buccaneers defense just because I think that they're going to force some turnovers and, and get some points. I like it. Looking to win that million dollars one step at a time. So I'll give, out, I'll give out one of my lineups just to throw it out there. I have C.D. Lamb in the captain spot, Dak, Amari, Antonio Brown, Giovanni Bernard, and Tom Brady. That's kind of spicy. I didn't consider that configuration. Mine right now is looking like Chris Godwin in the captain slot. You got Brady, AB, Michael Gallup, Ronald Jones, and CD Lamb. And I'm kind of liking that one a bit. Yeah, I like that. I think it's a little solid mixing all the passing game options. That's what you want to do. 
you want to mix up the passing game. I know it doesn't correlate because I don't have Dak Prescott, but you don't need to have the QB in the lineup. It's just nice to get those double points. Also, like, I would I would like to say, like, in a lot of these games where there's going to be higher point totals, you really don't want to mess with the running back. Like, could Zeke score two touchdowns in close and get enough grabs and garbage time to get there? But it's probably not worth it. Got like Ronald Jones, if you think – if you do think that Tampa Bay is going to be up big and controlling the game, I mean, he's probably going to end the game with 20 carries and – He'll have a real chance at 100 yards. And you got to remember the bonuses on DraftKings, too. You get three points for 100 rushing yards. I mean, messing with Ronald Jones at 5K and Zeke at 10 are two totally different things. So there's, there's differences there. I agree. I, it, it's almost like I, I can't find a world in showdown where you play – Ezekiel Elliott, unless you are just trying to be different, which in a million, which in a million maker, like that's fine. It's just not for me. Not for you. Yeah. Any closing thoughts before we close the show here? Just to, to go off what Mike said, uh, the only, I feel like the only people that are really going to have Zeke rostered are people that are max entering and want that different exposure and to be contrarian. Um, or you might get some of like the casuals who are entering the contest and just see Zeke's name and say, Oh, Zeke and throw him in the lineup. Um, that, that's actually a good point route. It's a million maker. It's the first day of NFL. There's going to be a lot of casual players in here and you can almost like pencil in extra ownership to a guy like Zeke, a guy like Gronk, yeah. like Brady, Antonio Brown, like those bigger names, you can pencil in a little bit of extra ownership just because of the people who are going to be playing in a contest like this. You guys are slowly talking me into Michael Gallup being my favorite flex play of the week. <laughs> hey, I have him in a lot of stuff so far. Cause, so Because that roster ship is going to be little to none. If people are I think it could be under 10%. If people are rostering CeeDee Lamb, because everyone loves CeeDee Lamb, all those big names that you just mentioned, you got the guys at the top. I feel like Michael Gallup would go sneakily under rostered and put up a decent game. Like we said, like Michael Gallup has those games. Like I'll tell you right now, you know who the highest on captain is going to be? Probably Brady. Tom Brady. And that is such a mistake, but that's what it's going to be. We're just, we're just out here throwing the facts, but that concludes our show for the sideline to sideline podcast on the Thursday night season opener, Millie maker. We have some long season plans. We're going to be doing pick shows. We're going to be doing drafting shows. I'm sure we're going to be doing Millie Maker shows as the Millie Makers come out. We'll be doing the drafting shows for Sundays, but I'm sure they'll have more showdown Millie special, Makers. Some of this more special slates like Thanksgiving, Christmas. I'm sure we'll have stuff for that too. We'll, we'll have stuff for that. We have a lot planned for this season, but we hope to see you guys next time on the Sideline Sideline Podcast. For myself, Austin, and Michael, we'll see you guys later. Goodbye.